Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to the Podcart Podcast. This episode does come with a content warning. There will be discussions surrounding suicide, mental health, including depression, anxiety, and panic. Some of the discussion may also be emotionally challenging. Please note that we will have a list of organisations to accompany this podcast on our site and if you're feeling in any way vulnerable, please remember there's always someone to listen and talk to.
Welcome to Podcart and welcome to um, a revisit to, I guess, one of my favourite bands. I'm saying that as if I'm questioning that. <laughs> That's not good. Maybe. Already. <laughs> Surely there's somebody better. <laughs> <laughs> um, James Graham is joining me once again. Thank you so much. Afternoon, thank you for asking me back. I'm really humbled that you've agreed to do this again because... I enjoyed it last Did time. you? Yeah. Did it not seem like a... Well, I, I never know because it's such a... Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I never know if people no, enjoy I, it. I, 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 I don't really... I don't know if there's a lot of music podcasts. Well, maybe there is and they just don't ask me to do it, but I quite enjoy sitting yeah. down and... I listen to a lot of them, so... Yeah. I thought... I've got a lot of shit I can chat, so... Yeah. Um, and I, well, I didn't... Because I'd obviously... Uh, the last time I saw you was in a, um, a field at Wolf for the Cure. Yeah, in the middle of London. Um, yeah. On a really cold day. No, oh, day. my God, that was brutal <laughs> yeah, how hot but, it was. Th- I think it was 32 degrees yeah. when we were playing or something. Yeah. Once again, the last time that we spoke was in 2016 and you'd picked six songs um, and... You've picked another six, and I'd asked you to kind of maybe look at more recently what you've been going back to, and and yeah. so on. And um, it's quite weird for me because I was I was trying to pick, and I was like, oh, that's a picking a playlist kind of type thing without Mogwai, without the Cure, without Arab yeah. Star. Feels quite alien to me. I know because I, I probably do that all the time, but they generally are the things that I love. So it was like trying to kind of come from it from a different angle and like topics of conversation I suppose so I've listened to this twice and I've cried both times the track listing so you're, you're giving everybody a pre-warning before well, <laughs> so, they, yeah. so they brace yourself strap yourself down <laughs> do not place your hands and arms outside the vehicle <laughs> it's an amazing playlist though um, I've you're the first person to pick Safian Stevens which um, one of my favourite artists of all time and I'm so glad that someone's picking I'm the first him. you are you're yeah. the first um, it's been quite a two years. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot's happened. You've given a first taster of, of what's to come with yeah. the new record. There's been notable things that have happened. There's been a birth, a death. Yeah. Um, a, a mar- have you been married? You got married I in got, that time as oh, well, yeah, didn't did you? I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, yes, I definitely did. <laughs> uh, that was March of... It was the weekend of BBC Six Music Festival. Right. Was here. The weather was amazing. Yeah. So, uh, Everybody feels sorry for her. <laughs> She's got me to put up with. <laughs> but you've got a beautiful new son as well, yeah, which who I want to talk about later as well. Yeah, so far more interesting than me. <laughs> he's beautiful. Um, Interpol. Um, you've picked Untitled as, as one of the songs, and I know that I was when we actually bumped into you when Interpol were playing down in London. Yeah, I haven't actually the song I've picked. I have never seen them play it live. Really. It's one of these bands again that the amount of times that uh, they've played Glasgow, we've been away. So that's been quite frustrating. I think the only time I saw them in Glasgow was at the Academy on the Antics tour. They didn't play it. Um, but I, I picked this one because I was in the car the other day and my phone had kind of erased a lot of the stuff off my, like, off my, my iTunes. And... Uh, I was just, I'll put this one again. It's something, it's an album that I always kind of tend to come back to, but I hadn't come back to it for a wee while, actually. And it just, it reminded me of the time, a time where I got really excited about music. Like, wouldn't, like, not that I don't get excited about it now, it's just that there's not a lot of stuff that comes along now 
that just kind of stops me in my tracks. I remember driving to a job that I really hated all the time with this 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 album playing, and it just gave me that feeling again.
like I really was kind of craving to feel really excited about something again. It's weird getting excited about something that's in the past, I suppose, yeah. but um, it kind of jolted loads of memories in my head. And what I've been trying to listen to recently is loads of things that bring back good or bad ma- memories. Memories. There's <laughs> 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 a different topic of conversation. <laughs> It's not going to be that depressing this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, I've been trying to find stuff just because you, sometimes you can get so caught up in yourself and you're just constantly thinking about the next thing, constantly thinking about what's happening, what's happening, what can I do next, what can I do there. You don't reflect as much as you possibly should and I, I decided that I really needed to start go through my head and think about some what's important mm-hmm. and this was a song that when it came about was so important to me that I, it was one of the influences why I started really writing the way that I did and why I started writing music to be honest so it was like right I need to start looking through my head again and finding those songs that bring bring back those feelings because I, I haven't been listening to music too much so that's why I was like right I'm not going to go and search for something that I don't know if I'll find these are the things that I, I, yeah. I, I know that will affect me. So I've been kind of... I was listening to back to the, the first podcast that we did and you were obviously talking about Andy and how much music that he he did, you know, Arab Strap handing you yeah. and all this kind of stuff. So, I mean, he really has had a significant impact on your life. Oh, yeah, he's shaped... It's his fault why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's shaped the way... He hasn't like force fed me anything. He's always like, "Oh, I think you might like that. I think you might like that." And I think, but secretly, I think he knows that. Like, obviously, knows that I like it. Um, but he still, we still do that. Like, see when we're writing and stuff like that, he'll send me a playlist of going. This is what I'm thinking about. This is the kind of music that I am listening to just now. And we haven't all. I haven't always got into the stuff that he gets because he goes quite obscure. His musical knowledge is ridiculous like he's went back the way instead of going forward which yeah. is actually more interesting to be honest uh, and he really studies it instead of like people who just I've met some bands I'm like do you have you listened to this I'm like, oh, I've never listened to that and I'm like well that should be a, a record that everybody's heard if you're going to write music um, whereas Andy's you've got it like it's like I suppose having an education in it he's got the he really like looked studied it really yeah. to be honest and I wouldn't say that I'm as uh, as, as I've got the attention span to do as, as, as much as that but he has I suppose drip fed me some stuff and you seem to be more about the experience of the music yeah it's going to make me feel something whereas he's quite yeah. technical yeah. and that kind of stuff and I know that he, 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 he definitely doesn't veer towards the emotion as much as, as I do but he's, he's still in there you and know that's what I was going to ask you because I think that's probably why you guys work so well together is that you are clearly quite an emotional person wreck <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's almost like a sociopath yeah that's true, <laughs> it's true. Like it's, it's funny like how like because we are still like best friends and it's 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 quite interesting because we are quite different from each other but we have the same I think we have the same kind of core beliefs about stuff and kind of hopefully we've definitely got a lot of respect for each other as well and difference the differences are good things you know, sometimes differences can be quite 
bad. These differences are amazing, and that's uh, possibly something everybody should look into. Just because something's different doesn't mean that's a negative thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's actually can be have a profound positive effect on your life. And I uh, moving on to someone else that's it's obviously quite um, a lot of presence in your life now, and it's it's Catherine Joseph. Um, outlines you are part of a, a group with her now, mm-hmm. um, but. A superb group. Yeah. Instead of a super group, a superb group. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll leave that to everybody else's judgment. Well, congratulations <laughs> on the, the Say Awards oh, um, shortlist as well. I know a lot of people don't give a shit about award uh, awards and stuff. But it is a weird one. It's like, what do you, how do you, do you like, it's, not, it's really nice, but then, like, I'm really very grateful because it's given the album a chance to have a, for more people to hear it, yeah. and then that's that's the main main thing about it. Winning awards and stuff like that wasn't what it was written yeah. for. But like, if if this the, if the nomination helps more people hear it, then that's that's brilliant. I'm 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 happy for everybody involved with it. Like like Catherine, Catherine's already won it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like uh, I said that to her today. I was like, well, no chance we fucking win it because you've already won it. <laughs> Uh, but it's like it's just it's really nice to be amongst all those all those other albums. It's like there's there's, there's the blanket thing thing to be able to say when things like that happen. Oh, it's esteemed to be amongst all these beautiful Scottish artists and all that. It's like, and it is it's true. But I'm getting to this point, like even getting long listed on it was for me. I was like, oh, that's 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 enough. I don't, yeah, it's a nod. Yeah, it's yeah. like if somebody sees sees what it is and then reads reads into what it's about and where it came from from just seeing it on a list or something then that's cool but uh, I'm happy for the rock action more than anything to be honest because they took a punt on it so. yeah I mean I'll I'll talk about rock action soon but um, y- you said some interesting things about getting to know her as a person and how that kind of almost augments the experience mm. of, of her music Um <laughs> What what's it been like getting to know Catherine and, and working with her and and just even listening to her as an artist? Um, so we didn't know we didn't know each other before we started uh, the outlines kind of project. Um, I knew Over, I knew the record. I know Marcus and Claire who put out the record. Been had a long friendship with them, uh, and so we met a platform the day we were meant to be where we were interviewing people from Easter House it was, to be honest it was pretty instant we were like we said hello we started having a laugh with each other and I was just instantly like well this I don't I, I'm not somebody who goes, makes assumptions or goes oh, but instantly I was like fuck this person seems like she, we can I get each other and where we're coming from
just listen having a laugh and talking rubbish with each other but then then you get into the whole writing and recording and sitting watching somebody like perform what and it just because every time you take that next step with it it just became more apparent like how special not just the music but how special she was as well and how the way that she carries herself with her music as well as is a beautiful thing. There's no really, there's no, there's no pretense, false pretense or ego or anything. I think getting to know Catherine as a person is, is and who she is and having her music side, or side by side for me about how, why, why as an artist she is that important. Um, because she's got stories to tell as well and yeah, they're heartbreaking but that that's, the way that she she deals, the way that she presents that is such a, a beautiful thing, and I don't know. I, I feel very very lucky that I, I one she said yes, she wanted to work with me, and two, just to even just be a friend in her. Like I don't know, she just seems, and like the fact that things are really more people are getting to know her, and more people are kind of uh, just discovering how fucking brilliant she is. Yeah. <laughs> But the, the, I mean, the album, um, in terms of um, a body of work, it, it's, it's an incredible um, album and it's one of the finest things that's come out of Scotland for, I think, in, for me and forever. But yeah. um, the, uh, so Rock Action itself and, and Catherine coming onto the label and yourselves, mm. they, they've, really, they've really created a, a fantastic new breath of fresh air for Scottish music. Um, and it must be something quite, I guess, satisfying in, in, in that. Do you feel that you genuinely are part of a fantastic family now? I, I've, I've, I mean, because I've worked there for a long time, I've always felt like I have been part of it, and it's always been a bit of a dream of mine to be, to be able to, to release on them. And I think with the outlines thing, that was the first kind of step, and it was like, they t- again, it just, they didn't need to do that mm-hmm. just because I worked there and they're friends with me, and they didn't take it on because of that either. They understood what it was all about, and they like that was that was that was the first step, and it was just like yeah, that's I feel 
I feel like we've achieved something together. To be even just part of that was not just an. Um, I was never just an employee, but just like to physically see her, have my name as an, somebody in an artist in that was was quite a big thing for me. Um, slow dive. I picked this for a few reasons. The first one is I genuinely love that that new record. I think it's amazing, um, and getting to know Rachel was a, a, a really cool thing because I was a big fan before and then I did minor victories with Stuart asked me to sing a song with her and so to me that was like a I was again this is me going back again and thinking about important things that happened to me and I don't I don't know if they they realised how important that was to me that I would or, or a really kind of cool thing was to, to get to sing with somebody you'd listen to for for years and like had again really influenced what you'd, you'd done.
sort of duet was just like, oh, like doing it in, in the studio. Like Stuart had phoned me the night before saying, do you want to come in and do this? I was like, uh, aye. <laughs> so then coming in and doing it and just being constantly going, is this happening? This is weird. Like, am I imagining that I'm getting to sing in this song with, with Stuart and like and that whole project was... And I got to do it live with them, so that was, that was I was I've been thinking about to that and how much I enjoyed that, mm-hmm. and how much I'd love to do stuff like that again in the future, like with like collaborate. That I think that was the start of a kind of thinking about collaborating and stuff like that with people, which I'd never really thought about doing. That was know. something I wanted to ask you. I mean, during the first times that you have been collaborating, is it, um, I mean, what are the nerves like when you're mo- removing yourself from that, you know, your initial kind of, bit, like Andy, I guess, and the rest of your band? I, I it's, that is nerve-wracking. Um, but I, I, I kind of got, I, I kind of got, to, yeah, I'm, I'm nervous without a doubt, like one hundred percent. But then I try. I talk to myself, talk myself down. <laughs> if you know what I mean, I talk like going, right, uh, rationalise this for yourself, James. You've been asked to do it for a reason. They obviously think you're you're capable, <laughs> uh, and all you can do is do do what you do and bring what you your your attributes to the table. And if it's good enough, it's good enough. If it's not, it's not. There's nothing I can do. So I've been trying to, when that happens, I try to tell myself that. I mean, 90% I'm going, <laughs> not listening to myself at all, but that 10% kind of makes me think about that. So I kind of just go, well, I'll, I'll try my best. Mm-hmm. And if it works out, then it works out. If it doesn't, then there's nothing else I could have done. Um, and your fans, uh, we again, we were talking during the break. I mean, you're, the way that you are with your fans is unbelievable. I mean... You there's that real kind of it's like they're on par with you. You you don't there's no snobbery there or anything, and um, you're I think that's kind of really what has made well part of the reason they're so committed to you and and the band obviously, um, and the the fan club they are so tight um, yeah. as a group of people and they are so loyal, and they'll obviously travel around. <laughs> I know there's this thing, and we always speak about it in Scotland, in the west of Scotland, is that when someone praises you, it's just like, it's, it's almost embarrassment or like, yeah. uh, you know, I, uh, it's fine, thanks, thanks so much. Do you still get that when you've got these people constantly praising you? Oh, yeah, I, think that's, I think that's an inbuilt thing. And I, I think, the, like, to a point, they've, they've started to... The, like people that like her, but that that the, the group like the, the there's the Facebook group and there's the, the Twitter and, and we're we're in contact with with the guys that like because manage the page and stuff like that. Um, I think they kind of know who we are now as well, like as people, and uh, we know who they are. And there there's there's a barrier that's maybe not there that maybe might be with other bands and people that like them. I just I, I really I, I find. I see bands like that, like have fan clubs and all that kind of stuff, and I, I don't like that. Like, I, everybody's on the same level, you mm-hmm. know. Like, we write the music, we we are a band, but we're just we're just people at the mm-hmm. same time, you know. And like, and it's a case of like we're all getting in the same room for the same reason, you know. Like, we're getting in to play because we enjoy playing. 
the people that come to see us enjoy our music. There's no, I don't, there should be no barrier between, they should be all doing it together, you know. Mm-hmm. There's something really nice about seeing a familiar face wherever you go. Like if you're travelling around and there's somebody, you could be in the middle of nowhere, and not the middle of nowhere, but somewhere that you don't really know anybody, and then you, it's your second time there, and it's, you met that person from the last time, and there's a connection there, and it's, it's quite nice to have connections everywhere you go. Oh, 
Okay, Safian Stevens and Fourth of July. So we were, we were saying that um, we were both at the Edinburgh uh, gig, which was um, for for anyone that wasn't there, uh, it was almost this window effect from the show on the stage and him in solitary for quite a lot of it on uh, you know at points playing um, by himself and. The album, um, again, is to do with his mother, who he didn't really have much of a relationship with, and she died of stomach cancer, I think it was 2012. Um, and that song, Point, I mean, the, the album as a whole is unbelievable, yeah, but that... It's like this central yeah. um, moment of it. So, that song... Yeah, I, I don't, like, I always veered towards the heavy hitting kind of songs that make you question everything and life and like death and all that kind of stuff and well, musically it's, I think it's perfect mm-hmm. uh, to me I, I just I, I, I would, if I could ever write a song like that then I, I don't think I could to be honest but it's Ah, it's just perfect and it's like I listened to the record and I was like oh man this is great like every song you're like wow this is it and then whoa there you go <laughs> yeah that's, as soon as you hear something you're like that's going to stick with me that's 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 going to be with me forever this this is this is not going to be the first time or the last time I li- no it's not going to be the last time I listen to this it's going to be the first time because I can't go back in time <laughs> <laughs> maybe one day um, but definitely I think I think I said that that was my favourite record that year that it came out and I gave gave it to Brendan and Brendan was just like, he feels the exact same way about it and then when that gig came up we were like right we need to go to that and we bought tickets and I got an extra ticket and my dad wasn't busy that night and he did like the Illinois record I think, Um, I loved that record as well but uh, I don't know, I really know what he was going to expect to be honest and so I went, Hannah came with me uh, Hannah's your, your yeah, wife yeah my wife yeah sorry <laughs> uh, and I was sitting with her but Brendan and my dad's seats were further away from us so they went and they were they were away from us um, and I think we both came it was, I quite liked that they weren't right beside us either because well, I was a ball and mess at one point I think it's the only gig that's ever made me cry hmm. to be honest not that I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> no fucking crying. <laughs> uh, I just, I don't know, just I haven't I cried that again before, um, and I, that, I, that, that got me. But then we came out after it, and then it was like a case of 
a vilification of one was as good as I thought yeah. it was, <laughs> as, as, as it was. And they were just like, yeah, that was a rare manager was there as well. And uh, everybody was just blown away by it. But I've, I've been going back to listen to that that that's that album as well. Just, I don't know, been thinking about a lot about why for a lot of things. So, so one of the things that we have to talk about, and um, things are probably going to get quite deep now, is, is obviously Scott yeah. um, and Scott's death. Um, so is, is this a, a, an album that you've kind of revisited because of that as well? I think because I, I knew how it made me feel at the time when I first when I listened to it and I thought I, I didn't actually know the subject matter of the record before like until I kind of looked into it. I, li- I just listened to it as a record that I really liked. Uh, sometimes I don't even uh, ever look into it but I was like, well, uh, somebody told me actually. And uh, I went back and I listened to it and it made even more sense. Yeah, it was, I suppose it was... <laughs> In a, in a way of like knowing that that made me feel really like we were talking there when it was when the song was playing and it was like why do you listen to songs that can like make you even sadder and stuff like that but it's because it made me feel something yeah you know um, and I, I, I've been kind of doing that quite a lot like going to to, to find because I've been feeling quite numb about some stuff like just so I was like, right now, nah, I want to, I want to feel this. I think because the, the numbness actually made me feel worse, and being like, well, why am I feeling like that? So I was like, f- looking to torture myself in a way to get to get some sort of emotion. And so I was like, well, what can do that to me? And I was like, well, this album can do that to me. This album can do that to me. It was a good thing for me to do that. So that's why, yeah. I listened to this and it just made me think about stuff and I wanted to think about stuff. Now, sometimes you can, what, what, if something like what's happened, can, you can try and run away from it. Yeah. Or I was like, I saw I saw Grant and I was like, he's tackling everything like head on and tell, like he's telling me like what he's doing about stuff. I'm not obviously going to say what he's doing, but he was really going, well, I'm going to have to go through this at some point. Why would I delay that? And the feeling of me feeling pretty numb about stuff was really scary. And I was like, no, I want to feel, I, w- I want to feel sad, <laughs> you know, because I, I, like, I knew I was sad. So that's why I started listening to stuff that was, well, I mean, I, I, fucking, I always listen to stuff like this anyway. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I, I, I wasn't listening to music, but so I was like, right, I, I need to actually feel something yeah it it does um amplify um things to a point that it's that catharsis and and that grieving process for you through the music and i think i kind of see why people when people maybe send me messages about our music and how that affects them i can actually see that do you do you get many stories from your fans as well um telling you how your music saved them or it's helped them through and yeah like i think people find it you the message usually starts with i don't know if you'll ever see this Uh, yeah (laughs) you always write as a fan yeah i don't know if you'll ever see this and i don't you don't have to like and I expect you'll never get a reply from that. And I get quite a buzz actually from going, "Hello, <laughs> <laughs> it's me, James." Uh, just knowing that even a small reply can 
brighten somebody's day about something because I know how I would feel if, if I wrote to Sophia and Stevens who said by the way this song has made me has helped me get through today yeah do you know what I mean and if you go back even just saying oh cool thank you I'd be like what yeah. fucking hell Sophia and Stevens got back to me um, so knowing that you can do that is makes well, improves my day as well actually yeah. to be honest it's hard to read, to be honest, a lot of the time. Uh, but the fact that somebody has sat there and put that down in words and pressed send, probably hovered over that send button a million yeah. times, you know? like um, That's that's why when we were talking about, uh, during the song as well, about being quite flippant about stuff, like you can be quite lost in, when you're in amongst touring an album or making an album or something like that you can you can you become numb to to what what it's all about actually at some points because you're like cycle right you're up you're doing this right you're up doing and then the hour and a half you're on stage is the one kind of let off and then you're doing it again and you're doing it again you can become the hour and a half on stage is is the relief but everything else you can come become numb to I suppose a little bit so reading if what if somebody's wrote to you and poured their heart out to you about your music really opens up goes right well that's what it's all about to see the reason that I do this reflected from somebody else's in somebody else's words is 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 the reason I, I'm still doing it I think because some days especially recently I'm like why am I doing this yeah like because if you think about it well, I've been I've been thinking about it. Going, why was why was Scott doing it? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I, uh, sorry.
really know even where to start to no, be sorry, honest sorry because there's, there's not really anywhere no. else, but I've, I've kind of came to the con, not conclusion I've came to that the what we're doing the now is a good thing and we talk about positives and yeah. stuff like that obviously there's it's, it's fucking horrible and it's not it's going to be hard to talk about and stuff like yeah. that but it's worse to not talk about it. You know. Where were you when you found out when you found out about it? Well, this is... This is... So, on May the 6th, Arthur was born with son. And then, on... Was it Tuesday? Or the, it was, it's a bit of a blur, but it was like two days after it that I, was it, we found like, that Scott was missing and stuff like that. And then we all know what happened. So that that was I was in the house with uh, <laughs> feeding Arthur at six half, six half five in the morning, and, and Grant texted me. So yeah, that was quite a very. I don't still don't even know how pro. I didn't. I don't know how to process that to be honest uh, to have life and death slap you around the face within this period of 
two to three days was I, uh, I don't even really have any words for that to be honest um, but I'm, I'm the reason that I can that I've been able to get through it is because I've had a focus <laughs> and this wee wee guy that kind of needs me so yeah <laughs> Had you experienced Scott during his um, his kind of worst moments of depression? No, I, I, no, I no. Uh, We always when we were with each other had fun <laughs> like we would talk about important things like obviously what Scott and I do, do is get our feelings out within our music and that was stuff we spoke about when we spoke about what songs were about and all that kind of stuff and it was it was great to have somebody to bounce off of like that you know uh, but when, when we were together it was it's kind of celebratory if you know what I mean yeah. like we would either we would hang out we didn't get to hang out as much as we possibly liked to because either he was on tour or I was on tour and but when we did get the opportunity we'd go out together and do just go to the pub or do stupid things together so there wasn't there wasn't like a there, that darkness maybe wasn't there as much as it was with like when like I with, with other people like I didn't get I didn't get to see that side as much. We spoke about it, mm-hmm. but when we were together, we were friends having a laugh. Yeah. So when we were together, we were happy. So. And I, I remember on the last podcast, um, we'd you'd touched on times that you'd not felt um, yourself, or you'd felt really low but you didn't really go into it. Um, and when I'd met you at Hyde Park and you said, I really want to do a podcast and I want to talk about this and so on, I was I was quite taken aback because I didn't... I'd, I guess I didn't... Sometimes you don't really want to push someone to do something or you don't feel it's your place. You sometimes feel that you're prying, but like you say, this is a really important thing. Um, and so what are... When, when you've had those low moments in your life, how has it kind of manifested itself? Um, a few a few things there is, I, I don't even, like, I, I, I don't know if talking about it is the right or the wrong thing, because I don't, I'm not, I don't, I'm definitely not an expert in stuff, but I could see Grant talk is going out and talking about stuff and I think it's also important for me to try and share the really important uh, happy memories of Scott you know um, I've been kind of toying with my head there's, there's lots of stuff I'm going to keep to myself because they're my memories yeah. they're not anybody else's yeah. and, and they, they'll stay mine but uh yeah, so I, I don't know even know if me talking to you doing this is the right or wrong thing, but it does feel like it's important. I, I think what I've learned from my own my my own uh, experiences is is better to talk about stuff than keep it fucking bottled down inside, you know, because it can burn away at you that way. So 
I think that's why I said to you I'd like to talk. Yeah. So. Yeah, because male suicide obviously is is so horrific in terms of the figures and so on. And I mean, mental health, depression, everything um, is something that I kind of deal with but I um, work with and like do voluntary stuff in the background and so on but you like you say um, it is very difficult to to sometimes um, you can't talk about it sometimes Mm -hmm. you can't talk to your friends because you're almost embarrassed or there's a pride thing um, and it's easier to maybe talk to a stranger or write it down. Um, but sometimes you feel like you're putting this burden on those around you. Yeah. So it's 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 really quite hard to explain. Um, you're, I mean, you have been quite open with your emotion on stage now because you uh, keep yourself warm. You um, yeah. have been singing as part of your sets. And was that the way that you could almost pay tribute to to him, uh, or keep part of his memory alive. Yeah, that, I, guess. I think more of that. Yeah, I think because I mean, we, we we started to rehearse because we we had those gigs at the end of May, and I think we realised oh we need like there was planned to rehearse. We could have cancelled that and stuff, but we needed to get in. I think we needed to do it for nothing to do with. It needing to do it because we were booked to do it we needed to get in a room together to be together um, and Seb who drums with us now was also one of Scott's really good friend, friends so I, th- I felt that we, need, I, we needed to be in a room playing music because that's that, that was a connection for everybody you know um, and then before we went in I was thinking about Scott's music and it's going to live on for, forever anyway and and people are going to share and talk about it forever, you know. What What are some of your really fond memories of him? Just that stupid laugh at you, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Uh, but just constantly being blown away by something that he probably thought was like his drawings and stuff like that, that he just, just did on a whim sometimes and looking at it and going fucking hell that is how did you do that like but I think there's there's loads of memories from different periods but I think the the initial period when we got to know each other uh, when Andy and I would just go round his house his flat like the one time we went round his flat when it was his bed sit he was just sitting with his acoustic guitar now Andy and I cringe at the fact of thinking about people getting an acoustic guitar out and playing songs to each other <laughs> we would much rather you smash the guitar over my head than do that I've been at, actually Scott and I had been at many a, a house party and there's people pulled out an acoustic guitar and started playing that we just went in the kitchen and drank all their drinks because we were just like and called them dicks the whole time like there was so many like options so this is quite a, uncharacteristic for, for the three of us to be honest so we went around his bed set and we'd been sharing songs and demos together since we we, we, we met up and I think, we'd, I think we were off skint so we'd taken some beer or whatever it was when we were drinking at that time uh, 
rent the flat and Scott just pulled out his guitar to tell me, can, can I let you hear this tune that I've been working on? And he played his polk. I know Andy, nine times out of ten, hates being, would be in, hate being in a situation like that. But we we felt so comfortable in each other's company that about that, like to, to even do something like that, that we weren't cringing. <laughs> we were just like, I think Andy and I just sat there for maybe a minute after and just went, oh, <laughs> well that's, oh, he said cunt in that, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just that, that having that really, that, like, that I can vividly remember it. So I, I, I've got that, but then I've, I've just got loads of stupid, like, on the on the the train down to Brighton uh, for the first kind of fat cat showcase. We both first gig out of side of Scotland we'd both ever done. We were getting the train with each other, and I think I got I'd made a pack lunch, or my mum had made a pack lunch. <laughs> uh, and they're like, "What's in your pack lunch?" And like, "What's what's in your rolls?" And I just I said butter, but I said it in a really like must I say that in a really stupid way? They were like, oh butter, butter, butter. So that was my nickname from now on. People still call me butter. So that's thanks to them that I, I have that and just even stupid things like that. Like, hey, like what my email address had butter in it at one point. Like old hot, old hotmail, and that was just because of them. Uh, so I've got like loads of wee wee things like that. When I was talking about the numbness, so we were that that that. that that comes from what happened and I'm not one to well we can't escape that and that's there's people need to talk about that to to try and help other yeah. people you know and that's why Grant's out there that's why he's doing that and um, seeing how strong he is is an inspiration to all of us it's not something we wanted him to be an inspiration for obviously but looking at him and his family it just blows my mind. I, I know that you have been quite um, vocal now about emotion and, and showing this emotion and saying, well, fuck that. If you're going to cry, then cry. Yeah. It's. I, I think that actually I just remembered that, that you, you're saying, why did you keep yourself warm? Yeah. And I think that was what you're coming on to. There is something that was became very apparent and very important was Obviously, I'm quite an emotional person on stage. I didn't... Well, I obviously knew I was going to get emotional singing that song. So I knew what I was going to put myself through. Um, and I think I did that. Because I'm not saying I was making any real rational decisions at those points, but it felt right. It felt like the right thing to do. If, if I was going to go up on a stage and sing one of Scott's songs and get emotional... It was a case of showing people that it was okay to be like that. Yeah. Some people haven't maybe been able to have the release that maybe I, I don't know if I've had the release, but I've I've had there's been things that have get-togethers and things that have happened. Um, I get to see Grant and hang about with Grant every week. Um, I have releases that I can go and speak about things, and uh, I also have the memories of like that song that we just played and stuff like that. Now, some people might not be able to have a release yeah. or have not had a place to go to or anything like that. Now, to And I knew that everything was so very raw at that point and that people 
would have been at those gigs that really loved Scott and loved his music and maybe hadn't listened to it at that point and maybe weren't were were bottling some stuff up to not have that release. Um, so I thought maybe this would be an opportunity for people to be in a place that they could see that there's a guy up there feeling it and letting it go. Not letting it go, letting it out. So yeah. Uh, so maybe I could give them that. Yeah. Now again, I don't know if that's the right thing to do. I don't know if it it was if that if that is the right it still is the right thing to do. It felt like the right thing to do when I was looking at people in the crowd it, and they were and people wrote to me and told me I still don't know if that's it's it's an amazing thing that you've done. It's been amazing. Even if you are helping one person, that old cliche, then yeah. it's you know that's one person. Yeah. Well, that, to be honest, the one person that's helping is me. Yeah. And then yeah. if I can help anybody else, then that's fine. Yeah. But to be honest, in a selfish way to begin with, it's about my it's getting my that's that's getting me through. That gets me through each day mm-hmm. by doing stuff like this. And people around you will be so thankful for that, though. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so uh, th- this is the, probably the most perfect song to finish with, um, Flaming Lips, Do You Realise? Which has got um, one of the, the greatest lyrics, in my opinion, which is, um, you realise the sun doesn't go down, it's just an illusion caused by the world um, spinning around, which hmm. is just absolutely perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, been questioning life and death and what's important why the question why just keeps on coming up in my head um, and this song is the epitome of the, the things don't really make sense but look for the kind of beautiful things in life each day because they are out there sometimes quite hard to find to see through the smoke <laughs> but I'll put this on and even though it's got some of the most depressing lyrics in it at some points uh, they're just a reflection of well, well, well we're here yeah well, Scott did a good song <laughs> about well we're here make tiny changes and yeah also while we're here like look at the beautiful things that are in front of you and the, the prospects and look in the past as well and that's just this song raises all those questions and makes you question all the question things and love things and regret things you know all the all the things that it's just everything that I wish I could put into a song that song does and I've been listening I've listened to Yoshimi quite a lot in the house uh, and I I thought after what we were talking about we were hitting some pretty heavy things all round there it was quite a a nice thing if people are listening to this to be able to listen to that as the last thing and mean. <laughs> but you and your your lovely wife Hannah mm. have brought in this beautiful boy into the world and um, he must be they must be your sole focus now I guess moving forward yeah. I thought, yeah it's pretty pretty crazy to look across the room and go oh, holy shit <laughs> I'm I'm responsible yeah but I also find that really exciting to that's the thing the prospects of what are you going to be what are you going to be like? What, what Have you, you started playing music to him yet? Yeah, I play... Uh, I actually play... Try to make him watch people. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> he's falling asleep to everybody hurts by REM. <laughs> <laughs> Not really setting him up for uh, to, to, to non-depressing songs. Aye, that's the future is looking at the future is different to what it was before. Like looking into it now is like. It's like not that I don't care about me. I like I, I I care about me because then it'll help him. Yeah. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Like I'm I'm I I'm excited to and nervous about making sure that there's a, a I can pave the way for him to to have a good life. You know. Thank you. No, it's my pleasure. I'm pretty sure it's so. And I'm not pretty sure it's good for me, you know. Yeah. Like, again, selfishly. No, <laughs> to, it's to I, yeah, that's important, um, and it's total honour for for me.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.